Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. But first, let's get to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in uh, my brother, Quincy, Quincy Carrier from The Worst Takes on YouTube. Quincy, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing real good, man, real good, man. I was taking, you know, this was about two days ago. I was looking around, and I was like, man, let me check out what Quincy got going on. I was, you know, I, I'm always checking out your, your stuff, man. And you had a fire blog about the ways that Cleveland Browns can look with all these weapons, all these nightmares going out on out here um, with, with the way that we're going to be able to spread the ball and, and the different skill sets that are coming together. Um, you know, when you look at this team from where they were with Baker Mayfield to now with Deshaun Watson, uh, what's some of the things that uh, you see that you're going to be excited to see that are going to give defenses a, a, such a big, big headache at night? Yeah, the main thing, right, is with Deshaun Watson on the field, the Browns will always have a three-dimensional threat on the offensive side of the ball, which means they have to worry about Deshaun running. They got to worry about Deshaun throwing. Or they could worry about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running, right? We used to talk about one of the reasons why the Browns did not have that double running back um, threat in there is because it's kind of pointless to have those two running back sets if you don't have anybody there that's a threat to take off with it because one of the things that Baltimore did so successful with two running backs out there at the same time out that pistol was the ability to double fake the direction, right? Running Lamar go one way, that's going to pull the defense and then have both the running backs go the same direction with somebody being a lead blocker. You can't do that with Baker Mayfield, not because, you know, he just well simply just because he's not fast enough, right? He's not a threat to where people would worry about him going the other way and, you know, taking the outside lane there. And with Deshaun Watson, all of a sudden that math changes, right? I'm pretty sure you'll see a lot more of those Raven-style pistol sets uh, with both running backs out there just because now they can do it. Because when you have them both on the field, you really want one to lead block for the other because that just gives you that extra advantage. And and if you're not going to use them in that way, you're just kind of wasting an extra player there. So, like, that's something that people talked about wanting to see. Now it's a little bit more feasible to see. Um, when you have Deshaun Watson in there, one of those running backs, right, um, and you have a good protection out there, like what are you going to do as a defensive coordinator, right? Like you're going to put eight in the box and let him throw with that many people crowded in the box knowing what he could do over the deep middle? Um, or are you going to spread that thing out, put six in the box, and just live with whatever eight yards Nick Chubbs will get per carry, right? So that that's what it brings to this offense, right? Options, dimensions, and I think that's going to make everybody 
much, much more efficient, right? Maybe Nick Chubbs and, and Kareem Hunt's numbers aren't more gigantic than what we have seen in the past, but, you know, they will be more efficient, you know, if Deshaun plays out there for most of the season. Uh, and taking a look at, at some of the film work that I, I saw you kind of breaking down and, um, you know, just, just getting people familiar with the skill set of Deshaun Watson, you know, what do you think is his best attribute as a quarterback? Is it pocket presence? Is it um, being able to extend plays with his legs? Is it his deep ball? Is it intermediate accuracy? What What is it? What, is it his touch on the football? What is the be- the biggest thing and the, the best part of Deshaun Watson's game? Um, and, and how will Kevin Stefanski use that in his offense this year? The best thing about Deshaun Watson's game, and it's something I don't hear anybody ever say, but when you watch him on tape, I think it's fairly obvious, right? Yes, the, the, the ability to be elusive and break out the pocket and all that stuff, that's great to have. But really what he's best at is throwing with anticipation. He is one of the best throwers with anticipation that I have seen um, in the NFL. He's definitely in the top five in that respect. I mean, you just watch Deshaun Watson's All-22. You can barely see the football, right? If you're watching it from the wide, you, if you can barely tell where he threw the football because the wide receiver never has to contort their body or, or do some crazy thing unless they're throwing a 50-50 ball in the red zone. It's almost as if the ball teleports to the wide receiver and all they have to do is finish running their route, right? There is no stop. They don't have to adjust and come back to the ball. He is that accurate with anticipation. And when you're that accurate with anticipation, one, you're going to make your wide receivers better because their job's easier, right? They don't have to worry about tracking the ball as much as they just got to worry about running a clean route. They run that route clean, it's going to come to them right where they need it to be. Also, what it does in a Kevin Skafansky system where you have a lot of breaking routes, right? You're throwing a lot of deep posts, you're throwing a lot of deep corners, coming back cross field, throwing, throwing deep hooks over the field. Um, and when you have somebody that could throw with anticipation that way, when you add that with the play action, right, he's going to make his decision, have the football going there before you even know if it's a play action. And that is deadly. Like, Baker's ability to be strong in play action was really due to his strong arm, his ability to get the football there before you had a chance to react. Deshaun Watson's strength in play action is going to be his anticipation and his ability to get that football there before they even know that they had to react to anything. And then it's going to hit that wide receiver in stride. So some of those plays where I know we've seen it over the past four years, and I'm not trying to trash Baker or anything, but this is just the truth. You saw a lot of wide receivers, whenever they caught the ball, they would have to go down or they would fall or, you know, they wouldn't get those yak yards. We used to comment on it all the time. And now with Watson, like he gets that ball to them so cleanly in stride. Um, that's going to be something that's going to be pretty surprising for people to watch. And I think you're going to see some surprising seasons out of some wide receivers because their job's just so much easier when you don't have to worry about adjusting to the football. When all you have to worry about is running a clean route, it's a lot easier to play wide receiver in the NFL. And that's what Deshaun affords. He's a great He's great at reading the field. He's great at knowing where he needs to go and manipulating with his eyes. But when he makes that decision and decides he's going to throw in the hole, he rips it, and he is accurate with it. Talking to Quincy Carrier on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, he uh, is of the worst takes on YouTube. If you're looking for content 
If you're looking for content streaming content on your phones, it's a great opportunity to get local Browns content. Uh, he, he does Browns videos every single day, uh, deep dives into the offense, defense, all kind of uh, everything, Cleveland Browns. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, you know, Quincy, one of the guys that we, we don't really get an opportunity to talk about very often, and I think it's just because of his demeanor, right? Um I'm super excited, super excited to to have this guy uh, uh, as as a number one, <laughs> a, a true number one receiver out here right now. And I don't know how how Dallas gave this dude up. Like I get that he gets twenty million dollars, um, but he's a guy uh, for me, uh, Amari Cooper, who is I think the wide receiver version of Nick Chubb. It just seems like he just does everything right. He runs crisp routes. Uh, he doesn't wow you with everything, but he was extremely consistent, extremely uh, – he's just a professional pass catcher. That's what, He's a professional mm-hmm. pass catcher, and he does it at the highest of levels. And I think he's probably one of the most. No knock to Odell Beckham Jr., but this is a guy who doesn't have the level of injuries that Odell Beckham Jr. had. Uh, I don't think his, his, his ceiling is as high as OBJ, but I think his floor is, is higher than Odell Beckham Jr.'s. I think he's one of the best uh, receivers that the Browns have had as a number one in a long time. Uh, what are you excited most about uh, with, with Amari Cooper, and what is he going to do uh, for that receiving court? I think one of the interesting places to watch where Amari Cooper could thrive um, in this Browns offense and especially when Deshaun Watson is out there, is in the red zone. reason I say that is, one, he is excellent at um, setting up his route tree, right? When he sets up that route tree, you can't tell where he's going to go. Now, that might take time for Deshaun to understand what tells Amari's going to give him on that so they can get some chemistry. But when he sets up that route tree, he's able to branch it off in so many different directions, and he's so precise. And he's a very creative route runner too, right? He taught, I saw one in his uh, Baldy Breakdowns videos on YouTube where he kind of did this route where it looked like it was an underneath kind of a mesh route. Then he just stemmed it and it pulled it the other way, turned it to an out. And it was unstoppable in the red zone. And I was wondering, where did I see that route before? And I was like, oh, when Deshaun Watson was at Clemson, Hunter Renfro used to run that yep. same exact route. And that was their go-to play in the red zone, right? That is something that is interesting. The fact that Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper seem to have the same preferences for what kind of routes that they feel like they could be successful with um, and what type of routes that they like to see. And also, Amari looks at the game. Um, if you've ever heard him in any of those film reviews that he's done online, he looks at the game from the perspective of what do I have to do to make sure my quarterback is comfortable giving me this ball in this set. And then Deshaun kind of looks at the game a similar way. I think that has a very high potential for that to work out because all of the things that we worried about that ended up being friction between a talented player like Baker Mayfield and a very accomplished and talented player like Odell Beckham, with those things never aligned with those two, right? They never saw the game of football quite the same way. They never saw things on the field quite the same way, and they didn't really have the same philosophy. And that ended up being a clash that could not be overcame when it came to the on-field product. Now we have something to where these two guys, they see this pretty similarly. They have the same kind of philosophy, both from quarterback and wide receiver. And that's something, you know, on top of what you see on film, where you can see where they would like each other. 
um, that makes you feel like, okay, this has a potential to be great for both of those players. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I, I just think that that combination um, is going to be deadly, uh, especially when you talk about some of the red zone issues that we used to have. We, it just seems like we couldn't even throw back shoulder fades. I mean, we, we saw the one great, and I still would say it's really one of the best throws I've seen in a while, the throw to Donovan Peoples-Jones that Baker Mayfield threw. Like, that was a crazy back shoulder, but it just seemed like that was the only time we were able to kind of capitalize on some of those big-time throws in the red zone. Um, looking looking uh, forward to a lot more of those type throws um, from Deshaun Watson to some of the receivers that we have right now. Um, there's a couple of people that's been on our horizon a little bit. Um, you know, we've heard Brandon Cooks. We've heard Will Fuller. Um, we've heard Jarvis Landry. Out of those three guys, uh, which one of those guys would you prefer to have if you can have one of them um, and why? And, uh, and, and talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the different skill sets that they bring to the table and which one of those guys you would, you would like to have to kind of like polish off the receiving court. Um, knowing how Watson can throw with the anticipation and then you really want somebody who can get that ball and do something with it when they don't have to break stride, Brandon Cooks is an intriguing option there, but I would ultimately end up going with Jarvis just because of the familiarity with the system, right? He's somebody that is a veteran in the league, that also is somebody that is familiar with this system and has enough respect around his peers that, hey, him and Watson can help figure this thing out together. I think his value there for the locker room, his value there for the wide receiving room and everything else that he brings will be great um, in there where some players you might just be getting one or two of those aspects, not because they're not mature or anything. They're obviously mature. They're obviously experienced with uh, John Watson, but with Jarvis, there's an experience in that system. He's been here longer than Kevin Stefanski has. He kind of understands what this program has gone through since he came here in 2018, understands the development that they have made and the steps that they still need to take. And I think somebody who has seen that for the last four years still probably needs to retain that's also willing to be vocal, um, needs to be in the building in order for this team to truly appreciate the opportunity that they can have either this year or next year or maybe both um, to win a championship. And I think Jarvis is an integral piece in that, right? Because I don't know how many guys are left who understand what this team has had to come from and what they have had to go through over the last four years. And we talk about it all the time when we talk about championship teams, what makes them different, what makes them able to win football games is because they've been through literally all the ups and downs together. So they know that nothing cannot be overcome. They're not going to take themselves out. You know, this is a talented team, but they're not above that from happening. So having a Jarvis Landry come back, I think will go a long way because this is a dude who's been through all the ups and downs, knows that you can be successful here, but also knows how things can go wrong and can see the signs early and can do something about it and is willing to say something about it. And there's some guys who have been here longer, but they're not necessarily the vocal types, right? So I think that's why I would go with Jarvis over everybody else. And, and really quickly, I'm going to ask you one, one more question here before we let you go. Uh, Quincy Carey on the North Owens at Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You know, I look at, uh, you know, 
people are, you know, around the league and, and fans have, you know, speculated that Deshaun Watson could be suspended for this year. Uh, I, I'm not as uh, sold on a, a suspension as other people are, but that's for another time, another place. Uh, just given, uh, you know, I like to always think about the worst case scenario and then kind of like hope for the best. So worst case scenario to me is they say, oh, you, you got to sit out eight games half the season. Uh, and that's what he gets. What is what? What? Does Jacoby Brissett bring to the Browns team uh, as a backup quarterback in uh, contrast or comparison to what Case Keenum did as a backup as well? Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on on them signing Jacoby Brissett um, and what what skill what what he can be able to do to help the Browns uh, to you know go five and three, um, you know, pie in the sky six and two. Yes, yeah, so with Jacoby and where he is an upgrade over Case Keenum, you know, where my issue has been with Case, he's physically limited, right? He never really had great arm strength. And then Case Keenum last year was, what, 35? You know, so he had more limited arm strength than he's ever had before, and it just became a issue because of how long the ball took to get down the field. With Jacoby Brissett, you don't have those issues, right? Um, you're going to put him in a QB-friendly system. You're going to want to lean on that run game early. And if the defense is good enough, you can possibly go six and two. It's going to be tough to defend, deciding on, well, depending on when those division games are. If they're not later in the year, then the Browns could be a little bit in trouble. And I kind of lean towards those division games more likely being early in the year because last year we had the late division games, so it tends to rotate. Uh, but, yeah, that's Jacoby Brissett has a strong arm. He has a little bit of mobility. I wouldn't say he's a mobile guy or a scrambler by any exaggeration. He's not fast, but he's willing, right? He's willing to get out of there and do something, and he's quick enough to make somebody miss if they're not, you know, completely paying attention. So that that's what he brings to the table, just that arm strength, that ability to not lose anything when it comes to how far you can stretch the field. Um, in a play-action system, sometimes it's all you need is somebody who could do that. And he's putting together some good games here, right? He had a good, a couple of good games last year in Miami. He's put together a good, I would say, he had probably like a strong, a real strong eight, nine games uh, his first year in Indy, right, when he had to start because of that was the first year that Andrew Luck missed. I think he put together a very strong uh, eight games there. And I think – He's a guy that, hey, if you need to go half the season with, you can go half the season with. And I don't think it's unrealistic to think that you can make the wild card, right? You're not going to win the division more than likely if Jacoby has to be out there for more than six games. Um, I would say you're probably not going to uh, make the, the – you're not going to win your division or have a home playoff game or anything like that. But eight games, I think you can still make the wild card if Jacoby's there because your defense is strong enough, your run support is good enough. And I don't think he's a complete negative at the quarterback position. He does have some positive traits. So that's good enough to beat some teams as long as the Browns are competent. Let, let's take a lesson from the Pittsburgh Steelers, right, who have not been a good football team in a couple of years but have found a way to make the playoffs in both of those years, um, and that is competence can just win football games sometimes. And that's really what it's going to come down to, right, just being competent. Can Jacoby Brissett be competent for eight games? If he is, Brown's probably going to come out of there 6-2, and two, or five and three if that suspension is that long. Um, and if it's not, you know, then he has a shorter time to prove himself. But if he does, he will be a very fortunate person at the end of this in, in the offseason because teams will be looking for a guy like that to start for him. Quincy, I thank you so much for uh, joining me tonight. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.